If God is able, we are able. Welcome to the One Cause Church podcast with Pastor Eric Holler. Now we're all children of Abraham by faith, recipients of the blessing of Abraham by faith in God. And we come together here as the church of the living God. This is where it is provided. And I think about the church and I think about that's exactly right. My life is absolutely better because I've been in the church. It is. Now, I have to tell you, as a preacher's kid, I didn't, I didn't stray too far from church. And it wasn't because I didn't want to. It's because I was deathly afraid of my dad. For two reasons. First, he could whip me so hard. I mean, that guy knew how to swing a paddle. And number two, I just didn't want to disappoint him. Right? So being that Sunday was going to keep coming around could only go so far. Right? And I'd find myself back in the house of God. <sighs> Okay, not realizing at the time that it was saving my very life. It was keeping me. It was keeping me safe. It was keeping me focused and, and on that path, what God had called me to do. And I remember when I would leave church. Now, there are plenty of places I've gone to and regretted that I went. You know what I'm talking about? But I've never regretted going to church. Like, I never left church and thought, well, that was a complete waste of time today, all right? All that love and forgiveness and praising God and hearing the word, that, what a waste of time that was. No. But the only way I could describe it, and, and I understand it now, the only, but the only way I could describe when, I, when, when church was over and I was walking out was that I just felt clean. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like, I just felt like, I just felt clean, I felt like I had like a new start, a new beginning. And then 1 John chapter 1, bring that up there, Mike, if you will. 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, I read this one down. I thought, that's why, that's why there's that feeling of being cleaned or cleansed. 1 John 1, 7 is a powerful verse of Scripture. It says, but if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another as we are here today, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sins. I, I want to say, you ought to be real happy you came to church today. The blood of Christ Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sins because as we are sitting here fellowshipping as His body, so His blood is flowing. That's a real good reason to go to church, to be cleansed, just being among God's people. We have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Praise God. And it's, that shows us what God has done for us concerning forgiveness. You know He has forgiven you. He has. It's not that He's going to. He already has. He already has. You just had to receive it. You know, under the law, it was forgive in order to be forgiven. Even Jesus himself taught that. If you don't forgive sin, neither will your heavenly Father forgive you. But that was under the context of the law. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32 says this, a whole new reality since Jesus died and was buried and rose again. It says this, And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven 
you. Forgive now because you have been forgiven, not so that you will be forgiven. That's the reality that we're living in today. Aren't you glad about that? Huh? That God forgave you first, God loved you first. And we see that his expression in the earth right here in the body of Christ, in the church. And I want to encourage you more and more, be about the house of God. All right? Make your commitment to the house of God something that will last for years. Don't try to make a new commitment to church on Sunday morning. Because it more than likely it's not going to happen. Right? If you decide that morning, the chances are very good you're not going. If you wait to decide. But I've told you this before, Heather and I decided a long time ago. As a matter of fact, we were married 19 years on August 13th, and we decided long about that time we'd be in church today. We made a commitment to the house, and here we are today. We just decided this is what we do. This is where we go. This is where we find life. The Scripture says they are, those that are planted in the house of God will flourish in the glory. See, you cannot be disconnected from the church and be connected to your purpose. They're one and the same. Your function is found in the house. Are you getting this today? Because we need each other. I mean, we absolutely need it. I'm grateful to God for people who have been there for me when I've been weak and have helped strengthen me. When I was in high school, I was a senior in high school, and uh, I was a starter on the basketball team. Not that I necessarily should have been a starter on the basketball team. It's just kind of what, the way they honored seniors. Um, it was a little private school, and I was decent, but I wasn't. I wasn't near as good as my younger brother, but I certainly didn't want him to know that. And uh, so I was on the starting five, and, and so we were playing this game, and we were at this gym on the north part of town called Carl Ray Johnson Recreation Center, and we were playing this school called Sherwood Christian School out of Odessa, and they'd come to town, and so we're playing a lot, and very rarely did I ever even make a shot for one thing, right? I'm just kind of a fifth guy standing out there doing my best to contribute. Never have been all that athletic. But um, we had a fast break. We had a guy steal the ball, and I'm on the other side at our goal, and the ball comes to me, and I'm, I, I'm all by myself. I have a few feet to run, though, and that's my problem because I'm not fast, all right? And I feel like I'm giving it everything I got. And the guy behind me is easily catching up with me, all right? So I make it to the goal. And I'm about to make just a simple little give me layup right there. And as I go up, I feel him come down on top of me. And we hit the floor. And when we did, my ankle turned sideways like that. Wham! And I hit the floor. I'd never felt anything like that in my life. I mean, I started screaming like a little girl. <laughs> now I'm there on the floor. And, and, and I'm thinking, something, this is not, this is not good. And I tried to stand, I couldn't stand on it. I'd never, I'd never had anything like that happen before. So finally they came and carried me off the court. And I'm sitting there on the sideline. They got my shoe off and my ankle's ballooning out. And uh, as, I'm, as I'm sitting there, they're like, well, there's two shots. And I said, I I, there's no way I can do that. And the coach is looking down the line. And he sees my brother who's on the bench because he's a junior. And he says, Brandon, go shoot the shots for your brother. So my brother made his way out there on the court. And he made both shots for me in my place. Because I was too injured to do it. But he helped me through it. 
He helped me accomplish what I needed to. This is the thing that you find with brothers and sisters in the house of God. That they'll help, help you along. Those that are injured, those that are weak, those that are down. This is the place to be. Listen to me. Don't swallow the lie that if you're weak in sin, that you don't need to go to the house of God. That's the first place you need to get to. All right? Don't feel like you got to get right out there because you're not going to get right out there. This is where you get right. This is where it's provided. This is where the cleansing is provided. This is where help is provided right here. There ain't no one in here going to judge you. All right? If they do, come talk to me. We'll punch them out. All right? We'll get it worked out. It's, we're in this thing together. Right? All right? That's the place to run to. This is the house of refuge. This is the house of a new beginning. This is the place of a new start. Amen. This is the place where old things are passed away, where you continually have that reminder, old things are passed away, and all things are now made new. Hallelujah. I'm grateful to God for the church. I'm grateful to God for his house. Some of the most significant things in my life, and I think that you'll find this to be true as well, have happened. This is where I married this woman. This is where we made vows, not in this place, but in a church. We made vows to one another to, to keep ourselves only to one another and to love each other and, to, and through whatever life brings us. It, that happened in the house of God. We brought all three of our children and put them in the man of God's hands to be dedicated to the Lord. In the house of God. And they're all being raised up in the things of God. Even now. They're all serving God, serving the church. And I'm grateful to God for it. This is where I found my closest friends are in the house of God. It's in the house of God that I, that I found my calling. That I knew I had a, such a powerful experience with God. At the age of 10, the age of 10, I knew God called me to preach. Now, I can tell you I got saved in church, but I don't really remember that experience. I can tell you I got baptized in the Holy Ghost in church, and I did, but I don't really remember that experience. It's been so long ago. But the day I got called to preach, I'll never forget it. It was such a powerful time in my life. One of the scariest, most exhilarating moments in my life as a 10-year-old kid. But I knew God marked me. And so then every day, every time I would, I would come back to the house, I'd be reminded of that moment, see. I knew I was marked by God, so I, it just, I just couldn't stray too far. And I was going to tell the, I told the earlier service this, I'm going to tell you this, and just in case you just happen to have a mother or a grandmother that is praying for you, you might as well throw your hands up and surrender right now because they will win. They're going to win that, all right? Besides that, I did have my mother and my grandmother praying. One of the greatest things in my life was my grandmother is the matriarch, basically, of our family of faith and serving God. And she's the one who's prayed hour after hour after hour after day after day after day for us coming into the kingdom of God and to walk in our calling. And, and I'm grateful to God for it. It's brought great, great comfort to me uh, over the years. just went and saw her last week. She turned 83. And... Um, we sat around uh, my uncle's house there in Thackerville and uh, uh, sang a bunch of hymns together and had a good time. My, grand, my dad was actually playing the guitar. And uh, so then he said, boy, won't you play and hands me the guitar? I, try, I don't like doing that really, especially after he plays. You know, I'm like, really, won't you give it to me first and then it will get better as we go. 
you know. So he's like, play something, boy. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good, Dad. I'm, I'm good. And my grandma looks at me. She goes, really? Would you, would you do it for me, Eric? <sighs> yes, Grandma. Right? I mean, I, I owe this woman so much. <laughs> and so we had a good time playing. But, and she was there. On August the 17th, she turned 83. But the Sunday before, which was the 11th, she had had a heart attack. She called my dad earlier that day, um, earlier that Sunday, and said, John, I want everybody at my, I want us to all have a birthday party for me. And she's never been like that. She's never cared about any of that kind of stuff. Christmas. Thanks. None of that. She's never met anything. They never had a Christmas tree at their house. They just, just never did. Grandma never cared about any of that. But she said, I want, and so Dad said, okay. And he thought that was kind of strange. She said, I, I feel like this might be my last birthday. And uh, so he said, okay. All right, Mom, we'll do it, you know. And so we all got the messages, and, you know, Grandma feels like this might be her last year. I'm like, what? You know, well, just a few hours later, she had a heart attack. And uh, apparently she was sensing something. So they, my uncle rushed her to the hospital in Denton. All right, from, from Thackerville to Denton, it's about a 40-minute drive. The ambulance gets to her house at 7.30 Sunday evening, and she is in recovery in Denton at 9 o'clock after they put two stents in, and she was already starting to recover. And so me and my dad went and saw her the next morning. She's sitting up. She's sitting up in her bed. And she said, I need my hair. You tell, and my dad's brother's Tony, and Tony's back home, and he's there trying to gather stuff for her, right? She's like, you tell him to get my brush. I got to do something with this hair. I cannot have my hair not brush. I mean, she's just going a million miles an hour. I'm like, does she look like she had a heart attack to you? I mean, she just, and she's already told, she's, I've already told lots of people about Jesus. I'm like, okay, well, Grandma, you're definitely back then. <laughs> this little nurse comes in. She's like, okay, Miss Holler, are you ready? Do you want to get up and walk around? She's like, this is my son over here, and he's a preacher. You ever heard of Christ for the Nations? You know, me and Dad are like. And then that's my grandson, and he pastors a church, too. And then I have another grandson, and he's in, he's in Austin, Texas. And he opened up the Texas Senate with prayer one morning there at the Capitol building. I'm just so blessed. And, I was sitting, and as, I'm, as she's doing all this, you know, it's a little embarrassing, but I'm thinking, this is all the fruit. This is all the fruit of her Hours of praying and seeking God and crying out to God for her family. Of course, she ought to be basking in this moment. And then she looked at the lady. She goes, "Do you know Jesus? Are you a Christian?" Lay says, uh, "Yes, ma'am." But Miss Miss Holler, I gotta talk to you about a few things. Dad's like, "Mom, just let her get through the stuff," you know. <laughs> anyway, she just can't help it. It just flows out of her. But why was I saying that story? Oh, oh, yeah, I wanted to get to this one part. Okay, one, one, okay. My grandmother was there the day I got called to preach. She was there in church, and, you know, and she just kind of hugged on me. And two years ago, I was sitting in the parking lot at Market Street Grocery Store, and she called my phone, which that never happens. You know, she calls me. She goes, Eric, I just want to tell you, of all six of my grandkids, you're the most amazing. Now, my grandmother don't talk like that. I got to tell you, she just does not talk like that. So... I'm thinking, wow, this is a really tender moment with Grandma. I have tears immediately well up my eyes. I'm like, wow, I cannot wait to tell all the other grandkids <laughs> what my grandmother just said. I'm serious. I'm, I'm just like, and then she goes, well, the truth is because I just didn't expect much of you. 
There it is. Thank you, Grandma. Okay. You're back. She said, I, she said, all the other grandkids I had figured out, but you just didn't have it figured out. So I just had to say that, and you've amazed me the most. Okay. Compliments over, Grandma. You can't make up for it, but thank you anyway. I appreciate it. <laughs> Hallelujah. But because you're all members of the body of Christ, you're so vital. That's why, that's why you've got to see how important that you are. You've got to know how important the body is so that you know how important you are. All right? We're not just symbols and types. We are the body of Christ. You being here is so important for so many other people. And the church helps us realize we're connected to such a great plan and thing. It's, it's, it's hard to really wrap our minds around it. We can just see pictures of it, but it's really us and God. It's about a bride and a bridegroom. And Jesus Christ is coming for his bride. He's coming for us, and he's coming for a glorious church. He's coming for one that is ready for him. Are you ready? See, this right here, this gathering keeps us in a state of readiness. Be ready. Stay ready. The scripture says, I want to go to one more scripture. Go to uh, can you read it? Hebrews 10, verse 23. Hebrews 10, verse 23. With the church um, expanding, we've got a lot of things going, as um, Brandon was saying earlier. Um, we've, we made a change uh, because Derek and Jennifer are going to be going down to Dallas and uh, taking that church further. I'm so excited about that. Um, we, uh, we had to make some changes here in McKinney because they're going to be gone on Sunday mornings. So I, I wanted to announce to you, now they're not in the room because they're over teaching right now in kids' church, but we have now set in Eric and Jenna as our kids' directors here in, in our McKinney location. We're really excited about that. They have served so faithfully in this house. And, uh, and we know that they're planning on planting a church somewhere down the road in, in Minnesota. It's been their plan for how many years now? They've been with us five years, and from day one, they've come here and said, you know, I'm going to Minnesota and planting a church, but in the meantime, I'm going to do whatever I can to serve here. And he, they have. I mean, they serve in every capacity. I mean, just, just put their hands in the, in the work here at One Cause, and I'm so grateful uh, knowing that what his plan is, but yet he's so invested in what we're doing. And so also, he's also getting the experience and getting his hands in all these ministries here so that when he goes, he'll be well-equipped for what's ahead. And I told Eric, I said, you know what? I said, you have sown so many great seeds for your ministry in the future, man. You are going to have a dynamic church. But in the meantime, they're here with us and they are, they're, they're taking over our kids' ministry. I'm so grateful for it. Amen. Look, listen to this. Verse 23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. God is faithful. God does keep his word he will always, always keep his word. Always. Next, verse 24. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. This is what's happening right here today. When we fellowship one with another, one with another, it's stirring up love and good works. Helping us remember that we're we're destined for great things together, to do great things. That's why we're touching the entire world, because we come here together. 
Amen. And in verse 25, listen to this. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner as is the manner of some. Now, this is a little bit sad to me because the church isn't all that old at this point. But already the idea had already crept into some people's mind that it wasn't important anymore to gather together. They already had a new custom to not be in church regularly. All right? This is an age-old problem. All right? Let's not let that be a problem here, though. I mean, you're here. I'm talking to you. You're here. Right? This is for you to go call those that weren't here today and say, you need to get here. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the matter of some, but exhorting one another. Watch this. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. Your commitment to the house of God ought to get stronger the closer we get to the day. Now, I hear a lot of preachers talk about, you know, there's this great apostasy and great falling away, and people are going to be falling away from the church. I just, I don't, I'm just not going for that. I'm not going for that. Because Christ is coming back for a glorious bride. All right? Now, when the bride leaves, then the earth is going to have some trouble. No doubt. There will be a great falling away. But that's not us. That's not our time. We're getting stronger. We're doing more for the kingdom of God today than has ever been done. Just simply for the fact of of technology that we can touch the world from right where we are. And it's an amazing thing that as we sit here today, we're touching, as Brandon said, continents. Amen. It's it's a blessing. And you're part of that. So this, this keeps you connected to what you're really born for. Are you hearing me today? See the house of God as a place that you got to get to, that you got to be a part of, that if you don't get there, other people won't get everything they need because they need something from you. And if you don't get there, you won't get everything that you need because they have something to give you. All right? So we're in this thing together, and God is with us, and Jesus Christ is building his church, and we're doing it with him. Amen. Let's stand together. Pastor Brand, would you come? Thanks for listening to our podcast. We want to invite you to join us in service Sundays at 9.30 a.m., 11 a.m., or 1 p.m., and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Please visit onecausechurch.com for location and events. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at One Cause Church. If you'd like to partner with our ministry, you can now donate securely online. Just click on the link located on the front page of our website at onecausechurch.com.